Anime Pulse, episode 497. I'm Red. And I'm Rio. And welcome to the Dry Throat edition of Anime Pulse. Yeah, apparently it's dry as fuck over in New York. Very, very dry. So if you hear me sucking on something, it's not dick. It is a <laughs> cough drop. No, it's totally dick. We all know. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Don't talk with your mouth full, Red. Sorry. It's rude. Well, so we jump into some IRL news. Yes, let's. Uh, why don't you go first? All right. I don't have too much to talk about. Uh, been a pretty empty couple of weeks. I did go see Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> it was more like Return to 1995. <laughs> Because the special effects in it and, like, the comedy in it were all from 1995. Okay. It was just, like, so... I I knew it was going to be campy and cheesy, but it was just, like, just, like, smothered in the Gouda. It was just <laughs> everywhere. And, and even... Um, Vin Diesel doesn't look prepared for the role because, you know, in Triple X, the first one, he's got, he's pretty ripped, you know, he's very muscular. In this one, he takes his shirt off at one point, and it's like, huh, got kind of a (laughs) beer belly. I mean, I can see he tried to, like, flatten it, like, it looks like a flat beer belly, but that's definitely like, oh, I have to be Xander Cage, or how much are you paying me? Oh, that's not much. All right, I'll do some working out, and then, like, he worked out, like, maybe three times a week yeah to get ready for the role yeah it was not good and it was made worse by the fact that um not to be racist but it was very weird that 98 percent of the attendees were black and then 50 percent. now this is what really got my goat 50 fucking percent of those fucking people were using their goddamn phones during the whole movie and i'm not talking about like subtly texting i'm talking about there was an asshole to my right who had his phone plugged in. He moved to my right, not exactly to my right because I had a bag there. I wouldn't move for him. But to my near right that he plugged into the wall outlet 
mirror ahead so he could charge his fucking phone and text and play games while we were back there. And then there were people that were turning their lights on to get the attention of other idiots that were coming into the movie late. And I didn't want to lynch anyone there because it was like, well, I'm like one white guy. In a okay, okay, okay. Do not say the word lynch when referring to black people. How about we start with that? I didn't want to attack any of those black people to use it you know, for like, not because they're black, but because of their fucking phones, because A, 50% of them are using their phones. So they probably would have fucked me up. And B, they're all black. So they probably would have gained up on me anyways. Jesus Christ. I'm not being racist. I'm just being um, ethnically correct here. Um, sure, that's Those what you want to call race it. will come together. I ain't lying. I took college shit for this. Oh. So I didn't attack anyone like I normally do, where I fucking kick their seats or slap the phones out of their hands, or just tell them, like, fucking put it away or I'll slit your throat. But no. So I just sat back there and miserably enjoyed the movie. And then I left a review, which I hadn't done yet, for, uh, Crossgate's Mall, uh, Regal Cinemas, basically mm-hmm. saying that the fucking cinemas do not enforce their policy of p- telling people don't take out your fucking phones. I'm going to make a theater where people come in and if they pull out their phones, you're going to get tased and pulled out. Jesus! Security will come in. They'll be like, yeah, we saw you on the camera. Tase you. Fucking kick your ass out. No refund. Nothing. You're banned. You don't get okay, any yeah, I think the tasing's a little bit much. Nope. Tasing is great. Because then they can't do shit. They can't fight back. And I'm not talking about like that taser that's just like zap zap. I'm talking about like launching taser, like the taser gun. Sticks in you with the barbs. And they pull you outside, they pull the barbs out, kick your ass out. Then you need to go to the hospital because you're bleeding. Nope. The barbs don't go in that far. Unless there's like an accident, like what happened to me when I got tasered. uh, And I fell down on a barb. And so it like it bent in the elbow. So they had to take me to a hospital to cut the uh, barb out. First of all, why'd you get tased? It was a, uh, what was it, middle school? Middle school. They had like a big auditorium thing with like the cops and whatnot because we had cops in the school. Uh-huh. And during that time, we were having like a lot of idiots do uh, bomb threats. Oh so, my god. Yeah, they were doing those fucking bomb threats, so everyone had to go leave school, and then they had the dogs walking through the hallway, sniffing the lockers. And they had the dogs locking through and sniffing the lockers ever since then. But then they wanted to tell people about tasing. Because, well, the cops carry tasers on them. And so they, like, tasered a teacher, and I think they tasered the principal. And then they were like, does anyone want to volunteer to be tasered? And, of course, no one was like, fuck, no, I don't want to be tasered. But I'm this fat fuck who was like, I'll taser, sure, I'll be comedic. So I got up there, and uh, we all had express permission to attend this thing already. You know, we all got our permission slip signed. And it was my choice to get tasered. So I stood down there, and they did the little thing, stand in front of me, like, three, two, one. They shot me in the back with these tasers. But one of them missed and shot me in the elbow. And uh, I fell, and the cops um, let you fall down on a mat. Like one of those like hard poofy mats. And I fell down on the mat and I actually, my arm didn't hit the mat, hit the uh, auditorium floor or the gymnasium floor. And it ended up bending the, the uh, barb into my arm. 
And they oh. got the other one out fine. Like, all they have to do is, like, pull up and rip it out. And it really doesn't bleed that much. You just throw a bandaid on, you're good. But the other one stuck, and they couldn't get it out. And the EMC, EMTs that were there couldn't get it out. So they had to drive me to a hospital where the doctor shot my arm up with Novocaine and got a scalpel and dug into my arm to get the, uh, to get the, the uh, barb out. Because they're like harpoons. I have little barbs that go on the outside, so they stick in you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I got tasered. That's that story. Okay, I mean, it's not as bad as I thought, but still, like, ow! Uh, well, really, tas- when I got tasered, it didn't hurt. Like, there was nothing... Do you just have, like, some insane pain tolerance? I don't know about that. I mean, I've been, like, pinched and stuff like that, and that hurts, but... Tasering, it just felt like I couldn't feel anything, and I just dropped down. It was like... I lost control of my body entirely, and it didn't hurt. And the cops were, like, reenacting, like, a part where, like, they would taser you, and then they're like, put your hands behind your back. And, like, I tried to do it, but the cop uh, still was tasering me because it lasts for, like, a 30-second interval. And so I was like, I can't. (laughs) And the cops were like, oh, sorry. And I pressed the red button to stop it because they have, like, an emergency... uh, an emergency cutoff that they can do. At least on that gun. I know some guns don't. So, that's my story being tasered. But, uh, yeah. What are we talking about? A movie? Right, Triple X. Yeah. No, not a great movie. Uh, I wanted to taser most of the people in the theater who were of a certain ethnicity. Um, Welcome to the racism show, folks. Yeah. Red is a racist. Oh, no. Dislike. I mean, unsub. Just drop the podcast. I mean, if you really want to get technical, all white people are racist. But This is a, this is a Trump America we live in. Good sweet Lord. Please, somebody help us. <laughs> so, that's been about it for my week. How about you? Um, well, so I am all moved into my dorm room here in NHA. Mm. So, uh, I am living back on in the dorms now, and oh my god, I absolutely love it. It's so good to be back. I don't have to drive every day. I, like, I'm not running through gas like crazy. Um, I did have to drive back to, uh, my house yesterday to pick up some books that uh arrived late because you see the thing was is that originally i was i I was taking uh, like four classes i i'm taking um humor and satire Mm -hmm. creative nonfiction, Mm -hmm. um intro to philosophy Mm -hmm. and i was taking sustainability which is a science class because you need two science classes Mm mm-hmm um, and so I was just, I, I jokingly said to my friend, oh, if it's the fucking crazy goat lady, which is what I call her, then I'll like slip my own, own wrists because, uh, I once had this science teacher here who was absolutely fucking insane. She, um, forced us to go and spend our own money uh for like to get a grade in the class because we had to create an organic meal mm-hmm. and so it was just like oh you have to go to whole foods or go wherever and That's get expensive. Or- 
yeah, and I was just like, I can't do that. I literally live off of 20 bucks a week. I need to buy food. I physically can't do that. And she was just like, uh, well, you have to. And I'm just like, I'm pretty sure you can't force me to do this, but oh well. Um, thankfully, one of my classmates saved me and was just like, here, we'll make some salsa. She'll <laughs> never know. Just bought some like but, regular salsa from the market and just like poured it into another thing. Like, there you go, I made salsa. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but the joke was because she, I, I would live tweet the this class sometimes Mm -hmm. and she literally started her sentence with and this cheese is from my local goat and for some reason i just thought that was the funniest shit ever and so i at one point tweeted about the local goat and it became like this running joke with all my friends and so i was like yeah if the local goat lady walks in i'm gonna like eat it and i'm sitting there and i can almost i i could have sworn i heard her voice and i was like oh no Oh no, this can't be happening to me. And then she walks in, and I'm just like, fuck! (laughs) And I am, my mouth didn't hang open or anything. I just smiled like really big and was like, hi! And then I quietly gathered my things and walked the fuck out. Um, so I had to go to the, uh, administration office um to go to like not student affairs but my counselor anyways and uh that's a really big fancy building and so I went up there waited for a little while for her to get out of a meeting and then was just like yeah I need to drop this class like a ASAP and uh, she was just like, what are you going to take instead? And I'm just like, uh, advanced fiction. Yeah, let's do that. So I uh, got placed in advanced fiction, sent my teacher an email being like, yo, Tim. Um, so that's his name, Tim. I need the books for class. So can you send me the book list and whatever? And he's like, yeah, sure. And so I sent it to my dad, and he ordered the books, and then I had to go pick those up, along with a sweatshirt, some cheese, and other books, as well as my pictures of Walter. <laughs> that I'm gonna—I have to hang up on my wall. Um, right above your bed. Yup. <laughs> well, I need to go print out pictures of shoe. I have like a lot. Let me let me actually check this image folder. Uh, do, 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 do. do you get like professional printouts of them? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's like a nice printer. Um, it's not the really nice printer, but it is a nice printer. Uh, so yeah, it's three hundred and twenty-seven pictures. Wow. <clears throat> but. The amount that I'm printing out, I think, is only 116, I think. Uh, only I was just only like, 116. Yeah, because I only want the highest quality ones on my wall. Jesus. <laughs> um, if I were to ever move into a dorm, I don't think anything would be hanging on my walls except for what I've already got, which are my, uh, my uh, posters. In fact, I might even give some away on, a, uh, on an episode 
or, you know, our next giveaway, like during a summer giveaway or something, just because of some of them I got, like, I don't really care for. Yeah. Um, in other news, I had to create um, offensive greeting cards. So, like, at, like, let me get actually get these out because these are hilarious. Oopsies. Um, what class was this for? This was for humor and satire. Oh, okay. Yeah, so basically, like, the assignment was, okay, you need to create ineffectual or offensive cards. And whether or not you actually made the cards was up to you. Some people just chose to, like, write descriptions, and I was just like, nah, man, I'm going to make them. And um, so first one is, I hear you're graduating from art school. I know McDonald's is hiring. Uh, I haven't heard that one a million times. Yeah, or that like, one was probably the most cliche. Like, uh, it will be like, did you uh, may, did you minor in, in Starbucks barista? <laughs> Congratulations on your positive pregnancy test. Now all we need to know is who the father is. Oh, <laughs> that one's harsh. Yeah. Time is meaningless and nothing is real. Happy fifth birthday. No, that's pretty, like, thought-provoking. You really have to think about that one. It's not easy. Like, all my friends and I were nihilistic, so it it was funny to us. And the last one is, I heard you're a feminist. Sorry for your loss. That's also, like, a pretty... It's just, like, a low blow, but it's just, like... Oh, I'm sure they hear that, like, a hundred times a day. Um, so then we had, like, an offense-off, like, we had to pick, like, the most offensive ones in class, and I was in the top with the feminist one. Mm. A lot of feminists um, in your class? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we're all kind of feminists, because, you know, we, we're in art school, we're pretty liberal. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, a compliment or a, <laughs> or a self-burn. Uh, I mean, I'm really fucking liberal, so. <laughs> like, really. Um, so, but the, like, the two that were like, the most offensive, and these were made by guys, which, so it was more, like, cringy than anything. Okay. They made uh, miscarriage cards. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, and one of them was like about a teenage pregnancy miscarriage and it was like how it was actually the kid's best day of his life and I was like Jesus Christ. <laughs> like ew. Um and I also had to come up with a uh vocabulary that that's like reflective of my personality and the world around me. So mostly it's just inside jokes. <laughs> um, like, for example, uh, creative nonfiction. Oh, for Christ's sake. Uh, a good. Used to refer to a cute animal. Amanda saw a morning dove. What a good, she exclaimed. What a good. Yep. 
my girlfriend calls me shoe when I'm being too much of a realist. Uh, right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I brought in one from uh, After Dark, which is the DFD, also known the no, also known as the Demon Fuck Dimension. Is exactly what it sounds like. You're uh, the. Uh female heroine or protagonist is dragged off to an alternate dimension where there are just tentacles and grabby arms and all sorts of appendages to uh, fuck her. Yeah, pretty much. Ah, I got it. Yeah, so... Uh, Not I've seen any uh, hentai like that before. Uh-huh. So I only have one more left because we had to do 15. Um, the last one I did was Angelisms, a specific way of speaking. Good luck making sense of it. So see if you can translate this. Is your Azure soul satisfied with the world and the fate you see before you? Uh, is my Azure soul satisfied with this fate I see before me? Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure Azure means, what is that, like blue or sad or something like that? Yeah. So is uh, it like... Well, go ahead. I, I'm trying to figure it out. The translation is, do you like me? Huh. No, It's really hard to translate. Um, so I only have one more left. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if there's anything that we use. Mm, I don't know. I don't think this version of Anime Pulse has any staples yet. Yeah, we don't have any, like, inside jokes. Like, Welltall and Tim, they have, like, fucking inside jokes like the Clang Clang and Pizza No and... Um, I could use Clang Clang, honestly. And the, uh... Um... And Otakon is coming. Alright, Comic Con is or coming. Or Comic Con yeah. is coming. Oh, Otakon's coming for us. Hey, guess yeah. what? Otakon's coming. Otakon! <laughs> Otakon. Yeah, so that that's my other assignment. And I've been reading nonstop. I, like, have read uh, probably 100 pages today alone. Woof. Uh. You can only stare at so many books. I've read, like, I had to read from, like, three different books. I still have two others I have to finish. One is a philosophy book. So, yeah, I'm going to be in pain. Yeah, it took philosophy. And the other is a short story book, but they're not very short. It's, like, 80 pages. Okay. Yeah. So, um... Meanwhile, the only thing I've read lately is the... First, and now I'm beginning the second volume of How to Build a Dungeon. Oh, cool. Yep. Great manga. I, um... Very, uh... Lots of sex. <laughs> like, in the first... First ten pages, dude finds mana, drinks mana, becomes younger, summons a succubus, forms a contract with her, uh, which he, you know, he's like, oh, I have to... I want you to help me build a dungeon. Which is amusing because she's like, "What the fuck? Do you, do you know what kind of demon I am? I think you should get an orc or something like that." And uh, after he forms the contract with her, he's just like, "Oh, could you stand over there and put your hands against the wall?" 
and she does it and she's like wait a second this position is kind of and then he just starts fucking her wow yep and she's like jesus if you just wanted to have sex with me you should have just said something he's like <laughs> um he's like well just because i summoned you to help me build a dungeon doesn't mean i don't want to bone you Remember, kids, consent is a thing. Well, she's a succubus, plus they formed a contract. She basically gave her body to him at that point. Okay. Well, she's a demon. Demons don't have any rights in the human world. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> they rape our women all the time in the, in the demon dimension. Oh, yeah, that's true. We do it to them. Big, giant blue unicorns with giant dicks. Yeah, resistance only makes me harder. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I got my hair cut yesterday because it was getting too long. I was growing a mini mullet. Ugh. No, it's, well, it's just the hairstyle that I have, the pixie cut. Like, the person that cut it the first time didn't trim it, like, enough in the back, and so it was getting kind of long. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, I'm not a fan of mullets. I think they are probably no mullets are the worst thing on the planet. The grossest haircut out of all the haircuts I've ever seen, a mullet is like the most disgusting. Like, like Dirt Joe is like that's the epitome of yuck mm-hmm. when it comes to hairstyles. So uh, the last thing I did was I started listening to a new podcast called The Adventure Zone. Was that like Adventure Time? No, it's a podcast uh, where this family plays D&D. Oh. Have you, uh, do you listen to um, Heroes and Halfwits? No, is that any good? Yes, it is uh, Achievement Hunter. And you take some of the Achievement Hunter guys and they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) And, you know, they have a Dungeon Master and everything and it's pretty fucking amusing, like... The oh my god, you will laugh your ass off at some of the stuff they have. Uh, uh, they have a tiefling at, who is a bard, they have a orc warrior who, anytime she drinks, they change out the person playing her. Mm-hmm. With uh, Griffin being the staple, so like sometimes she'll drink and she'll come back to Griffin, but sometimes she'll drink and all of a sudden Jack Batillo is playing her. Um. Michael plays a, uh, uh, I forget what he plays. I think he's a warrior class, but his name is Mogar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gus is there, Gus Sarola, and <laughs> Gus is a paladin. And then you have Ryan, <laughs> who is this wizard who has no intelligence. And the only spell he knows is, um, or the only spell he knew was, uh, uh, was this blast attack? Um, I can't remember. It's like this. It's like an ancient dark magic blast attack. <laughs> He's like, this may surprise you, but I'm gonna use the blast attack again. <laughs> um, you should totally listen to the Adventure Zone. It's hilarious. Like the first episode is a little slow because they're just starting out, but a- after that, it's so funny. Well, yeah, it. it I don't know. I I think I might be starting to like. It's like Funhouse is also doing their kind of version, and it's I might go and listen to that too because I I enjoy listening to these like made up characters and 
and just like like Jeff's character who's the tiefling um he he likes to annoy people all the time so what he'll do is he'll just make them fart so he has like uh has this whispering attack that sometimes like if someone in the party is annoying him he'll just make the character fart <laughs> for a full minute oh my goodness ah do you actually play Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, I do. I have no no inkling of how to even do that. Um, it sounds like it might be fun, but uh, A, I don't have friends. Um, it's definitely something you need to do with like people mm-hmm. and not uh, a computer. Um, oh, speaking of which, Stardew Valley. I'm yes. Done. Well, basically done. I'm on my third year in winter, and um, I've done everything except find two fucking artifacts. Fuck those artifacts and the drop rates. Fuck you, Concerned Ape, you asshole. 1% drop rate, motherfucker. And, uh, oh, and Journey of the Prairie King can suck my nuts, because fuck (laughs) that RNG-based luck game. Um... I had to start again because, like I said, I'm in the dorm now, so I don't have my Xbox with me. Mm. So I had to buy it from my computer. Ah. And I'm, so I'm, I'm getting used to the controls and all that. And I'm like on the 19th of spring, the first year. Who are you going to go after it. this time? Um, I'm going to date everyone. I'd recommend Abigail. She's super adorable. Well, I'm going to date everyone, and then I'm going to make up my mind. Well, it's also Abigail wants to become an adventurer. She wants to go down into the dungeon. Ooh. She also plays a flute. Yes. Plays a skin flute every night. Hey, hey. <sighs> I should have seen that one coming. <laughs> All right. But I think that does it for IRL news. Oh, good. Half an hour anyways. So let's uh, kick it into industry news. Actually, actually, we have an easemail. That's right, we have an email. I completely forgot, almost forgot about this. Uh, Yotaro Vegeta sent us, uh, both of us, an email. Yes. Question about me. So we all know about Red's undying love for Yandere's, but what does he, what does he think about Yangiri? Yep, that's right. I came across the term randomly. It applies to any it says character. That you who's came across the term prone. randomly. It applies to any character who is prone to sudden violence. This isn't a love component to it, though. Um, yes, I know what you're talking about, Yangiri. I have no interest in it because there is no no love to it. It's basically just psychopath. Like they, yeah. they just like they'll just be normal and all of a sudden they'll burst out into random violence. But there's no love attached to it or anything like that. So it's not for me. It's just crazy violent. Um crazy I love mean, I'm in... I can deal with. Crazy violent, nah, no thanks. I'm kinda into both. Well, I mean, I wouldn't like to be stabbed to death and like the girl not enjoying it. I think because young Giddy would be stabbing you to death with like anger. In their eyes, while Yandere would be stabbing you to death with love in their eyes. And then they might take your so head So it's with all them. about how you're stabbed to death? Yes. Like, if they, like, they're like, I love you, stab, stab, stab. I love you, stab, stab. And then they cut their, 
cut your head off and take it with them all the time, that's okay. But like a young <laughs> kitty, it's just like, they might just pull a gun out, pop you in the head and walk away. Or they might, you know, like go all fucking psycho on you, stab you in the back a bunch of times and then walk away. Like, like they just leave your corpse there to rot. It's like, well, I didn't, it's served no purpose. Like they don't get anything from it. No satisfaction. They just kill you. That's not what I want. That's not what I'm interested in. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that does it for the email. Yes. So uh, remember, people, we do have emails still. So if you do want to send us questions for us to read on the uh, show, then go right ahead and do that. It's uh, redunit10 at anime-pulse.com or reaway. Uh, no, just Rio. Rio at anime-pulse.com, so, right? Yeah, so R-Y-O at anime-pulse.com. Yeah, and Red Unit 10 is R-E-D-U-N-I-T-1-0 at anime-pulse.com or anime-pulse.com. Don't forget yeah. the hyphen. It's important. Yeah, the hyphen is important because we don't know where it goes if you send it to Anime Pulse. Well, I know where it goes. It doesn't go anywhere because the guy who's sitting on Anime Pulse wants like $2,000 for it or... or yeah, something like two, no, $20,000 or something like that for it. And it's like, you can take this middle finger, sit on it, and rotate. Mm. Here's your $20,000, jackass. <laughs> All right, well, now we're in industry news. Right, industry news. <clears throat> so we both have a couple articles per person. Yeah. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, got a poll here. Or, well, kind of a poll. Kind of a poll. Yeah, on January 9th, TV Asashi aired the, uh, let's see if I can say this right. Ninki Seiyu 200 Nin Honki De Eranda Seiyu Song Senkyo. Or the 200 popular voice actors choose, honestly, voice actor general election. Which basically is a poll among 200 voice actors, age 25, of the 25 members of the field that they think are really great. Um, it attracted a lot of uh, special attention because of uh, Seiyu fans on social media. And so basically, these were voice actors picking voice actors who they like their voices the best. Mm -hmm. There's 25 here, but I'll go for 10 since we're... Trying to keep things short. So at number 10 is uh, the voice actor Aiko Osuka, for, or who played Blackjack in Blackjack. Uh, nine is Toshio Furukawa, who played Piccolo in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, number eight is Rusei Nau... Nakao, who played Frieza in Dragon Ball Z. Number seven is Minami Takayama, who played Moomin Troll from Tonoshi Moomin Ika. Number six is Mayumi Tanaka, who played Luffy in One Piece. Number five is Tomo Kazu Seiki, who played Suneo from Doraemon 2005. Number four is Miyuki Sawashiro, who played Fujiko from Lupin the Third. Lupin the Third. Uh, number three is Keiji Furukawa, who played Mr. Nohara from Shinchan. 
Number two is Masako Nozawa, who played Goku from Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball characters. And number one is Koichi Yamadera, who played Kanji from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Or Kaji. Kanji, yeah. Kaji. Okay. So, my first piece of news is five anime slash manga series praised by Japanese fans for their realistic human relationships. It's a survey. Ooh, survey time. Yeah, I have two of them. (laughs) So the first one, number one, is A Silent Voice. Because it uh, explores the really complex nature of dealing with somebody who's deaf. Okay. Um, and just kind of the uh, things that they would have to face in Japanese culture. And uh, this is something that Tim and Waltall reviewed like a really long time ago at this point. So. Second is Sound and Euphorium. Uh, third is Yuri on Ice. Yay! Huzzah. I mean, Yaoi on Ice. Uh, yes. Uh, fourth yeah. is Doraemon. Uh, and fifth is running away is shameful but helpful. Slash, we married as a job. I'd never heard of that one before. No, neither have I. All right. Okay, day. Yep. Uh, my next piece of news here is actually about the 29th Fantasia Grand Prize winner, okay. which is an annual award given to the novels published by uh, Fujimi Fantasia Bunko. Mm-hmm. And the uh, award was given to the title, Do You Like Your Mom? Question mark. Her normal attack is two attacks at full power. Uh, As the title suggests, the story is about a high school boy transported to an RPG-like world with his mother, who proves to be a very useful companion. Um, Okay. Yeah, I was super, like, suddenly I'm like, I want to see this, because also it... uh, The cover of it obviously has, like, this beautiful woman who is like, oh, yes, because, you know, your mother would obviously be this, like, she also looks kind of buxom, too. Um, but she also of course has, she does. Like she has like a shopping bag with like two uh, swords in it, one like an ice sword and a fire sword in it. So also I like fantasy stuff. Uh, basically, uh, to celebrate the novel's publication on January the twentieth, Animate is actually encouraging customers to come shopping for light novels with their moms. The idea is that the customers bring their moms along to buy one of the four titles that won the twenty ninth Fantasia prizes. They can receive a 16-page short story booklet as a bonus. Uh, How does Animate know if she's your mom? They take your word for it. Uh, Seriously, because you can bring a friend or a man, and they'll accept it. Uh, They'll even, if the condition is too stringent, like you don't have any friends who are male, uh, you can just re- still receive the booklet if you buy three of the award-winning works instead of just one. Uh, the other award-winning works are P.S. To You Who Smiled at the Sorogoto 
Uh, I'll sacrifice my youth and open up, open her bangs and berserker of magic school field. I like I'll sacrifice my youth and open her bangs. <laughs> that one sounds pretty amusing. So if you buy two of the prizes, you are prize winning works. You receive the booklet, um, which contains stories related to light novels of uh, Akashic Records of Bastard Magic Instructor. My girlfriend's no otaku, but she sure is interested in my erotic games. Dot, 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 dot. Assassin's <laughs> Pride and the Worthless Monster Trainer. Uh, the fair or promotional campaign will be lasting until February the 12th. So if you would like to go and participate, you should go and buy and get this booklet and tell me more about this mother who gets transported to an RPG fantasy world who is like super strong. Because that sounds amusing. I'll watch that anime. Yeah. Of course, okay. we all know where it's going to go. It's going to be like, she's not actually my mother, and I'm falling for her. God damn it! We all know it, because that's what happens with the sisters. It's like, she's not actually my sister, but I'm falling for her. And she's I would hope for me. not. Alright, so I have one more um, poll here. Is this so female... What? Is it a stripper bowl? No, you wish. Actually, I don't find um, I don't find strippers all that interesting. Like I've been invited to go to stripper bars before for uh, bachelor parties. One, I don't do weddings, but two, it just doesn't interest me. It's like it's girls taking off their clothes. So, and the guys are like, "What? You don't get? You don't see anything about that? They're real, though." It's like, okay. I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I I might be gay as hell, but the whole stripping thing has never really been... I've never really been into it. I think it uh, might interest me more if they don't know you're watching. That would be the kick in my voyeur then. It would be like, oh, voyeur. But no, it's like they, they know you're looking and they're trying to like entertain you. And it's like, yeah, I could try, but it won't work. Alright, so my last piece of news is female anime fans reveal the Studio Ghibli characters they most want to date in real life. Hmm. Which won't mean anything to you because you've never seen any. Yeah, sorry. Well, I mean, I've seen... Was Princess Mononoke a Ghibli film? Yes, it was. Okay, I've seen that one. Was um, Spirited Away a Ghibli film? Yes, it was. Okay, I've seen those two. Okay. So, Tombo from Kiki's Delivery Service comes in at number five. Okay, I've seen that one too. I forgot that. That's a Ghibli films. Um, Asbel from Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind I have not comes seen in that. at no- also at number five. Uh, for number four, it's Ashitaka from Princess Mononoke. Yes, yes. Is that the prince, or, or is that the guy or the girl? That's the guy. Okay. Um, number three is Howl from Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Yeah, my best friend said she would date him. Um, number two is Haku from Spirited Away. He's the dragon, right? Yep. 
And number one, surprisingly not Howl, uh, for a lot of people, I guess, is uh, Jiro Horikoshi from The Wind Rises. Never seen that one. Oh, it was so good. Granted, I didn't see all of it because I got a migraine and had to leave the theater. But it was still really awesome. You know, they didn't have any characters from something on the cliff. Was it Ponyo on the cliff? Is that a Ghibli film? Um, Ponyo was a Ghibli film. Ponyo, okay. I would date the no mask guy from Spirited Away. You, you've got interesting taste. <laughs> <laughs> so people commented uh, like why they like him, saying he is a beautiful way of speaking. Intellectual types are sexy, despite being a genius. He's totally awkward, which is irresistible. I love a good-looking l- l- guy with glasses, and these are totally not all me. Hey, I wear glasses. Though I only wear them at home. I don't like wearing these outside because really limited view of glasses. Like when you put contacts in, it's all of a sudden it's like a whole new world. (laughs) Aladdin's gonna take my virginity on a carpet through the sky. It's really high. Aladdin specifically is going to take your virginity? I'm, I'm singing the whole new world song that he sings to the Jasmine, who's like 14 years old as they're flying through the sky on a carpet. And it's, it's like the song they're singing is basically, I'm going to fuck you, you're going to like it, and enjoy it real good. And she's like, yes, I will, yes, you will. And then they do it, and that's what happens on that magic carpet. Okay. Because that, that's what happens if you break down the song. It's basically about her losing her virginity to him on the carpet. Okay. Fun. Fun. All right. So I guess now we're moving on to our previews. That's right. This is the preview show, the one and only, because there isn't shit for previews uh, yeah, this season. This is in not, fact not a good season. I'm not even doing full length episodes. Are you doing like the short short episodes? Are they uh, sh- yeah, they looked a lot more promising than anything else. Okay. Well, that's fine. You have two. I have one. Yes. That just goes to show you how bad the the uh spring season can be sometimes or winter 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 season can be sometimes i uh, know the spring season i hear is gonna be good this year i haven't looked at it yet so i'm hoping i'm hopeful okay but uh, so, let's uh, let you go first and then i'll follow up in a world where laughter was king uh no in a world jack what do you mean no in a world it's not that kind of movie Yes, so um, my first one is called Piace, Watashi no Italian. Uh, so we start off with a girl named uh, Morina, Nanase, uh, who is walking home from school with her uh, friend. And uh, it's the beginning of summer vacation. And she's decided that she wants to get a job this summer vacation. And just as she's saying that, she passes this place uh that says we're hiring part-time and she's just like oh this looks so cool and they run up the hill and it's a restaurant an italian restaurant oh good 
I love Italian food like so much. Oh man, so good! Like we have. I'm. S- Boca I'm Pepe like here. Yeah. Which like you go in there, and it's like, can I get the small salad? Sure. And then like bring it out, and it's like family size. It's like yes, <laughs> I ordered the small. That is the small, sir. This is the best place in the world. <laughs> it's like it's like, can I get the fettuccine alfredo? I'm like, are you hungry? Yeah. Or no, are you really hungry? Yeah. And it's like if you try to go like up to the size, like an up a size, they're like, mmm, don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> like, what? What? I'm I'm hungry. You know, it's like we're gonna share it. Two people? Mm, maybe if you had six. <laughs> it's, it's like that. And the prices aren't bad either. And the food is good and like that. Really good bread. Like they bring out cheesy bread. Cheesy Ooh. bread with garlic butter on it. And it's like, oh, yes. Dude, you're making me hungry. I haven't eaten all day. You just eat, it's like you get filled up on the fucking cheesy bread first. And then they're like, now what you'd like to take to your, you're like, here, they bring out your order. And it's like, oh, oh I should have eaten that last piece of cheesy bread. Oh. <sighs> all right. So, um. <laughs> okay. Tell me more about, tell me more about the application to this restaurant. Yeah, so she walks in, and there's this little kid in a chef outfit standing there, and it's just like, and she's just like, hi, I'm here about the part-time job, and he's just like, okay, memorize this menu, and it's all Italian, and she's just like, do you have anything in Japanese? And so he turns it over, and uh, she's just like, I still have no idea what kind of food this is, and he's just like, we don't need your kind here, bye! And then an older woman steps out and is just like, can you stop? And is just like, can you start today? And she's like, yes. And she's like, cool, go put on the uniforms in the back. And so we find out that this little kid is a wait for it. Wait for it. Genius. Of Chef. Genius. 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 Tim and Welt all have that one time. Like they would say, genius. "Yes, they did." Episode thirty-seven. Genius. I know because I listened to that episode a lot. All right, tell me more about this genius. Chef. Yeah. So uh, he, after she's done with whatever she's doing that day, he has made a dish that he wants her to try, and. She's complimenting it, and it kind of sounds a little bit like an episode of Jokugeki no Soma and the way she's describing it. Oh, and, of course. Everyone yeah. wants to jump on the Shokugeki no Soma train because it's like, the orgasmic food flavors bursting in my mouth, sending waves of electricity rippling through my body that cause me to orgasm each time. Yes. Um, And she's like, this is amazing. You must be a real pro. And he's just like, oh. And, but he's a soon deadai, so he's just like, I'm going to work you to the bone, you know that, right? And then he walks out. And that's the end of the first episode. Oh, okay. I, by the way, I wish it was easy, that, that easy to get a job. Yeah, me you just too. just walk into like a business office. I'd like to start working here. Uh, we got uh, pens in the back. Just uh, start. Checks in the mail. It's like, shit. Good time. I mean... Whenever I've gone in for an interview, I've always gotten the job. I've anytime I've ever gone for an interview, they never give me the job there. I've I might just been, be lucky or something. 
I've I mean, knock on wood. And if like I'm lucky, it's called later with like, yes, we would like to hire you. But that's like out of like all the jobs I've ever applied for. That's happened three times. And I've applied for thousands of jobs by this point. Thousands, yes. I'm not joking. Thousands. I have a list. I can prove it. Um, and that's, of course, during my lifetime. And then we're not even including the jobs I get interviews for, which is maybe like I've had five interviews in the last three years. New York sucks. The employment you come rate to New Hampshire. is dick here. We have, we're, everywhere is hiring here. I could move to Florida and they'd have better hiring rates. My girlfriend wants me to move to Louisiana with her, and I'm just like, granted, things might be a little cheaper and it might be easier to get a job, but um, I will die. As long as you don't heat. go to Denver. Resident Evil 7. Oh. Denver, Louisiana. Going down the oh. bayou. Don't go down the bayou. Don't go down the bayou. Go down the bayou. Go on an alligator. You ever seen an alligator? Rich, of course you haven't. If you go down the bayou, you go in the water, you don't come back out. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do that. All right, so uh, what's your first preview? Or only preview yeah my only preview is of the second season of konosuba all right so for everyone who doesn't remember what konosuba is about basically it's a shut-in uh named kazuma uh kazuma des, who is okay killed uh when he pushes a girl out of the way of a speeding truck he meets a goddess who makes fun of him the goddess named aqua because the uh -huh. truck was just a slow-moving tractor, and he died from a heart attack where he peed himself. And so she's making fun of him and says, you know what, I'll give you a second chance. I'll send you to an RPG-like world where you have to defeat the Devil King. If you win, you go back to life. And he's like, all right. And she's like, all right, well, you get to pick one thing from this room that you can take with you. And there's like magical armors, mystical swords, that kind of thing. And she's still making fun of him. It's like, don't worry, just pick something. We're not expecting anything great of you. And he's like, you fucking, you know what, bitch? I pick you. And uh, the gods are all like, yes, uh, we approve of this. And she's like, no, 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 you can't do this. You can't do this. And he's like, and they're all like, it's already done. Goodbye. And so she gets sent to the RPG world with him, where immediately she turns color. You know, she changes color from like, bitch to like, I'll suck your dick. Please don't leave me. Like, I don't know how to do anything here. I'm, like, without my powers now. Please don't, don't leave me. And he's just like, this fucking fine. So, you know, she now relies on him heavily, and he's actually doing pretty well. Um, they are joined by a magician named Megumi, who is only capable of performing one type of magic called explosion. Which creates okay. a nuclear-like explosion. Uh, she can only do it once a day, and then she'll faint. And they're also joined oh. by a uh, a crusader named Darkness, who uh, is a masochist, heavy masochist, because she's always like, oh, what if the orc captures me? And then they have their way with me in this, and like she'll just start going off in her fantasy world like that. Oh, great. And it usually freaks out like the enemy. Like at one part, a Dullahan um, 
in the previous season had shown up and then she's like what are you going to do to me Dullahan capture me and then tie me up and chain me and and the Dullahan's like freaking like whoa whoa this is this is a little too much and she's like and then you'll whip me and then you'll shove things into me all the time and and make me cry out and like everyone else is like Jesus Dullahan that's kind of a little bit much and the Dullahan's no 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 I wouldn't do anything (laughs) this isn't me this is her um so this season uh, the last, now you see, this season begins with Kazuma being arrested because at the end of the last season, they defeated a giant spider like machine called the Destroyer. And the Destroyer's core was going to explode. So he has a powerful woman teleport the thing away randomly, which ends up destroying a noble's mansion. No one's hurt in the attack or the blast, but um, because it was a noble's mansion, uh, he has been put on trial. And he kind of goes through this like kangaroo, uh, kangaroo courtroom trial where eventually it's shown that he is not a part of the Devil King's army, but the noble, who's the mansion belonged to, still sways the judge because he's like, you want to keep your job, don't you? And the judge is like, fuck. Well, sorry, buddy, but justice doesn't win today. And then Darkness sh- shows up, reveals her heritage, to the Dustiness family, which is like this powerful uh, family who has more sway than the the uh, the noble, and she's like, "I'll go with uh, the noble dude, um, and we'll pay him back for his mansion." And the first episode ends with the whole mansion's uh, belongings, everything inside of it, being repossessed, leaving Aqua, Megumi, and Kazuma all sitting on the floor. All Aqua's like crying and everyone's like just breaking down like all of it gone. It's all gone. And Darkness now being the property basically of the noble where we cut to her for a second and she's like, like, don't touch me there. Screaming, that kind of thing. But of course, it looks like she's being dressed in something. So I'm guessing it's like she's being dressed in like a really frilly outfit or something like (laughs) like that. And she actually hates that kind of thing. Okay. So, it thus far, pretty good. Comedy, super high. Love it. It's this very, like, very amusing comedy. Like, at one point, um, Aqua is, like, trying to break Kazuma out of jail. And she gives him, first, a lock pick. And he goes to the lock, and it's a combination lock. And he's like, eh, oh well. And he throws the lock pick back out the window, and he lays back in bed. And he's like, going to sleep. <laughs> and then she shows up again and gives him a file. Which, um, she's like, just file your ways out of the bars. And, uh, <laughs> he's like, I can't reach those boxes. And so she's like, hold on, I'll go and get someone. And she tries to get some boxes from like a guard nearby. And he's just like, well, that's not going to work. And so he throws the file out the window, going back to sleep. So are you going to continue to watch it? Oh, I love it. Conan's about first season was super fucking funny. It's a very... Like, uh, it's kind of like a realistic guy. He's like, um, in the, like, the second episode, uh, yeah, it was the second episode, he ends up taking a bath with Megumi, because at one point she's like, haven't you ever heard of Ladies First? And he's like, I'm all for gender equality. And, uh, hold on, let me pull a, 
exactly because I took a screenshot of what exactly he says um, because I liked it so much because what he says is pretty realistic give me a moment here loading this one this one and that's a train and here it is loading the image come on come on come on he says i have no patience for one who talks about female privileges when it suits them and then complains about someone not being a man when it's convenient like that was like yes i like that and then when he gets to the bath they're both still fighting to like take off because they're all slimy from like fighting toads and um he like is removing his clothes and so uh what was it she starts to take off her clothes too and he's like just so you know i'm not the type to go for cliches even if it turned out you love me and stuff like that i would still get into the bath ahead of you so it's just ah it's so good all right so um my second preview is of One Room. So this uh, one kind of reminds me of a hentai. Is it? But it's not. Oh, okay. One Room. Um, hmm. Yeah, so we, it starts out kind of interesting. It's a uh, first person. So we are the main character. Oh. Did we ever look in the mirror to see what we look like? No, okay. not so far. <laughs> um, we are a guy who lives in this apartment. Do we complex. masturbate? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do. Well, I mean, that's kind of what guys do, unless you're like a really prudish guy. Yeah. So, um, anyways, a girl comes to the door and says, hi, I just moved in next door. And, and then that's, when uh, here, yeah, that's where things would have gotten hot if this was a hentai. Unfortunately, it just has this, the setup of a hentai without any of the actual following through. Is she hot? Yeah, she's hot. Okay. I mean, it's Moe as fuck, but she's hot. Oh, okay. So it's like. Sexy Moe, I think is what the genre is called these days. Yeah, Sexy Moe. Um, so she's just like, yeah, me and my big sister moved in next door. And here is a uh, like a gift to have you welcome us to isn't, this apartment complex. Isn't that the other way around? Like, isn't yeah. it like people supposed to like give you the gift, like pies and stuff like that? Like, here's an apple pie. Welcome to the neighborhood, neighbor. Yeah, yeah maybe it's different in Japan. I don't know. Well, when I moved to Japan, I ain't giving people shit. <laughs> You're like, you want to give me stuff and welcome me to the neighborhood? All right. Well, I'm not going to walk up to your door and be like, hello, I'm your neighbor. Here's an apple pie I baked for you. Yeah, so... And then one day uh, he's walking, you're walking home. Okay. And you see the girl at like the train crossing and she's just like, oh, are you just getting home? And you uh, walk back together and she's telling you about the university she wants to go to. 
and you ask about her grades, I guess. Uh-oh. And Stepping on a she, landmine. Yeah, she uh, has yet to get an A in any of her mock exams. Oh, that's um, not so bad. Like, some Bs? Yeah. Well, so, I, th- I feel like that this um, show is going to be very Japanese. Okay, so yeah, if you don't get an A, you're not perfect. Yeah, exactly. And if you're not perfect, you're not worth my time. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it, the episode ends with her asking if, because he is going to the university that she wants to go to, if he will tutor her. And oh, that's the yeah. that's the part that was just like this is like a really bad hentai with better graphics. <laughs> Let me teach you how to stroke the pole. Uh huh. <laughs> Close your eyes. Let's play a game called What's in My Mouth. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna continue to watch it out of just interest, but I'm don't have really high hopes for it. Unlike the Italian one, which I, I'm going to watch because it was kind of funny. All right. All right. Is this like another short one, though? Yeah, this is another really short one. It's, they're both only four minutes long. Whoa. All right. And they're both like uh, 12 episodes? Um, yep. I'm looking at the Annie chart right now. Yep. Looks like the second season of my uh, mine is going to be getting. Oh, do they not have it listed? Oh, they didn't. They don't show how many it's getting yet. All right. Well, oh, uh, ten episodes. Oh, your yours is getting ten episodes. No, yours is. Oh, mine really? Yeah, ten. Hmm. First, oh well, the first season got ten. See, I'm looking at the wiki page right now, and they only have the one anime listed. They don't have the next one. So that's why... I thought that you were going to watch Masamune-kun No Revenge. Uh, see, I... I've read the manga for it, so like all the surprises are done for that, because like mm-hmm. it's at the end of the manga... And all of, like the twists and the turns have all come apart. We already know who like what's gonna happen. Like, I liked Masamusume Kun Revenge because it started out with this dude who's fat and tubby, and he's falls in love with an, a young Ojo Sama type, and they get along. And then like one day he goes to her window to like you know propose like you know basically like I love you, and the. Uh, uh, the girl shows up at the window and uh, is like, I fucking hate you, fatty. Fuck off. And so he gets a heartbroken. He gets determined, like, fuck this bitch. I'm going to become the super hottest dude ever. He gets super ripped. And uh, he goes to school and he is the hottest guy in class. And then who shows up on the first day of the anime but her? And she's older now, and but doesn't remember him because he thinks that you know, it's like, oh, you don't remember me because I'm super hot. But as in the manga, we find out much later, uh, spoilers, that the girl that uh, said that to him was actually her maid, a young maid who was jealous that he was getting all the attention. And so she dressed up like the Ajosama and tricked him. And uh, and there's so many fucking plot lines going on that it's just a bunch of bullshit that I don't like because it's like, 
His original plan was to get vengeance on her. He's like, that's what the revenge in the title is. It's like, I'm going to make her fall in love with me, and then I'm going to dump her ass. And I was like, all right, I'm looking forward to seeing this. And then it doesn't happen. He's And, of course, he falls in love with her again, and he's like, well, maybe I'll just, you know, go that route. Because, you know, it's it's totally the maid's fault, who I thought would have been the love interest, because the maid started helping him try to get his revenge. But no, he just falls in love with the Ojo-sama, Sundae bitch type. And so it's just like, fuck this manga. It reminded me, it started going like the route of, uh, of, uh, that fucking anime I hate. Um, damn it. It's like they're, they're fake dating. Oh. Damn it, what was the name of that shit? Um, um Nisekoi? Nisekoi, right, Nisei shit. So, yeah, it's, it started reminding me a bit of Nisei shit with some of like the like the relationship bullshit going on. So it's just like, nope. Quit. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Anime Pulse. Yes. End of Anime Pulse episode. Almost like an hour exact. Not bad. Yeah, and we do have news for people. We do? We do. What's, what's the news? Episode 500. Oh, right. Forgot to mention that last time, didn't we? Yes, we did. So uh, so for people who may be excited, uh, when episode 500 rolls around, guess who's coming back? Ichigo That's for right. one episode only. For one episode only. For 1995, you can get Ichigo back in one episode. But wait, there's more. We're gonna be here. <laughs> yeah, we'll be here. Yeah, the, the standard meat and potatoes. Um, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be potatoes. You can be meat. Cool. <laughs> I didn't want to say I was meat and your potatoes, because you know. Uh, but uh, Ichigo will be the lettuce. Yes. The refreshing, crisp lettuce. Um, it won't be a normal show. Uh, Ichigo says he hasn't watched much anime because, you know, he's a dad. And when you're a dad, you don't get to do things you like anymore. Uh, so I'll, I'll never become a dad. At least I'm not a dad with a mom. I'll be probably a single dad. And then all the other moms will hit on me. Yes. But then I'll turn them all down because I don't believe in relationships. Yes. <laughs> My plan shall work. I'll be the worst, worst playboy in the world. Because I'll never play. I'll just be a boy. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Ichigo, 500, uh, 500th episode. Uh, don't know when that will be. Uh, imagine we'll have another episode next week. Um, We should, unless I get an exorbitant amount of work. Okay. So that means we're at 497 now. 498, 499. So we need to let Ichigo know like a few weeks in advance before doing the big episode. That's what he told me. Okay. So we'll, um, if we do an episode next week, then we'll like put it in the books. We'll contact Ichigo and let him know that from that date, we will have a set time where we will do episode 500. And it will kind of just be like a talking to Ichigo, finding out what's going on with his life. IRL news, big time. Um, You know, 
get his opinions on things that have been going down, uh, how his family life is going, that kind of stuff. So basically, like, hear from the old master himself. Yes. Well, that does it for another episode of Animal Pulse. Uh, I guess until next time, just keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong. <laughs>